morning, Living Stones. Would you stand to your feet today with us in worship? Are you ready to give God praise today?
Sometimes it's the right time. And it was Matthew 6.34. Matthew 6.34, something, uh, a verse you're probably familiar with. It simply says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. So after I read that, I, I had this word pop into my head. It was Diligence. wasn't it was it was strange because right after that I felt this need to listen to this next song that you're getting ready to hear and it was strange because I didn't see the connection between the verse and the song at the time and after I listened to the song I listened to the message in the song and the message that I received and I think it's a message that I'm supposed to give you today be diligent in your patience. Be diligent in your faith. Be a diligent Christian.
this was I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet Well, there was no way. 
time I heard this song was about five years ago and I got to go to Elevation Church over in North Carolina and I remember I remember flying over there and 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 I remember talking to my bride on the phone and she said I'm not going to be able to go to Belize with you because I'm pregnant and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, God. And then I heard this song for the first time. That God can move, that he can move mountains, that he can overcome, that he can come through. What you don't know is that we had had two miscarriages when I got that word. Now listen, some of you have been waiting for God to speak to you. You've been waiting for a word. You've been waiting for him to show himself. Now, I wish I could say that that wasn't another miscarriage but it was I remember being so excited hearing that song going God you're so good look what you did look what you did you, you, you made her pregnant thank you Lord I got home from that trip and a couple weeks later we had another miscarriage and just my heart was so broken I remember Chelsea's heart being so broken. I sent her up to Washington to spend some time with her family. She took Noah with her. And I was staying up till past midnight because I just heard that song and I just believed God's word. And I remember turning it up as loud as I could. I don't know if it bothered any of the neighbors. But I turned it up as loud as it could because I had a bedroom that had a, had a, had a five-year-old boy in it. And then I had a bedroom with an empty crib in it. And I remember shouting, I've seen you move. I've seen you move. I've seen you move, and I'll see you do it again. I remember looking at this bedroom. I've seen you move. You've moved the mountains. And I believe, I believe you'll do it again. A couple months later, Chelsea got pregnant with Judah. Judah means praise. I remember praising my heart out. Because I just believe that God can do it again. Some of you are in here this morning and you were like, I thought the miracle was here. I thought it had happened. I thought we had it all together. I thought you said, Lord, 
But now is your moment where you remember what he did and you declare it over what's coming. Amen? Amen. We're going to go back into that part of the song for just a moment. I don't want to miss this. You know what? This might be what you needed today so that you can look at what he did and you could go, I'll see you do it again. Amen? Come on. Come on. Let's worship together. Yo 
seconds and just praise God. Come on, we lift our hands, we give him praise. We have a new song for you this morning. It comes from Matt 6.33 and it says, seek first the kingdom and all will be added. And this song goes over, I don't know if you're familiar with the Beatitudes, but in Matthew 5 it says, blessed are those who are pure in heart for they will see God. It says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. My favorite one is, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So today, church, as we sing this song, can we let Jesus comfort us for all the mourning we've gone through, for all the persecution? Can we let God comfort us today? And that scripture that says, seek first and all will be added, it's not so we can get something out of God. It's just that because he gave his life for us, the least we could do is serve him back. And in, the, in that, God takes care of our needs. God takes care of our issues. You know, he's not a, he's not a genie, right? But we can trust in him. He's faithful. His promise still stands. And I love that, these two songs. Just know that he's faithful today. And as we sing, let's sing from a place of confidence that God is going to provide, that we've worked hard, right? We've done our part, so it's up to God to do the rest. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So sing it strong with us today. Blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of
this place and sing. joining us today. Living Stones, we love you so much. Would you just do us a favor? Get out of your seat. Meet somebody new. Step out of your comfort zone. Tell them welcome home. It's good to have you here. And stay tuned. How's everybody doing today? 
So, so good. So, so good. Man, I'm excited. That was some good worship, huh? So, I got to confess, I Uh think I have the emotional side of the brain this morning. Uh Uh-oh. Were you crying back there? I was. Goodness. And if you guys listen to those words, before we get into tithing, if you listen to those words, the two things struck me. Seek Mm. and you will find. Amen. But you will be filled. Mm. And, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to use any names today, but mm. um, go a little off script. Uh-oh. There's some guys, um, there's some people, seek and you're going to be filled. Mm. Seek and you're going to be filled, guys. Mm. Know that. Know that. That's a promise. That's not an if. That's not a maybe. Mm. God, that's not a pretty please, God, I hope you do. That's right. He will fill. Seek and you'll find and he will fill. Come on. Come on. That's right. So, and I was thinking... Um, we talk all the time about our giving and mm. our tithe as being an act of worship, and that's true. That's right. But I want to share something with you because our giving and our tithe is also a witness. And that sounds a little strange, but it's a witness. I'm going to tell you this morning, I, mm. ha- I had a, an encounter this week. I was uh, doing some work on a Thursday night, and I was on the phone with this guy in Tampa. And we are doing technical work, and then he asked me, he says, hey, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. I've known this guy for probably a year or more. He says, he started asking about gas prices in California. And he asked this question, is it really true that gas prices are 5 6 going on $7 a gallon? Is it really true? He hears it on the news. And I said, yeah. I said, you know, I just passed one the other day, and it was six twenty, and that car I drive now is, it was 110 bucks. And he says, oh. does that stress you out? Why aren't you worried about that? Mm. And you know what my response was? Because I know Jesus. Mm. And my bank account is not mine Come anyway. On. Come on. And this guy is not a believer, so as you give and as you think about worship, and I have a scripture for you this morning, your giving is an act of worship, mm. but it's an act of witness. Mm. Come and on. remember, when you give this morning, don't give to Living Stones Church. Mm. He, didn't, he didn't know I was going to say that, but That's he's fine. okay with that. Yeah. Don't give to Living Stones Church because you're not giving to Living Stones Church. You're giving That's to right. Jesus. That's right. Amen. You're giving to Jesus. Amen. And you're simply giving to him what he's already given to you. Mm. So I want to go Old Testament on us. Do it. Old this school. Is, this is First Chronicles 29, and this is Samuel. And uh, it says, and, and really absorb these words, it says, Who am I mm. and who are my people that we should be able to give so generously as this? That's right. Think Amen. of those words for a minute. Giving was an act of obligation. It wasn't a chore. Mm. What Samuel's saying is, God, who am I that I get to give generously mm. to you? Come on. I don't even deserve to get to give generously to you. But what I love most about this verse is everything comes from you, and we have given only what comes from your hand. Mm. So I'd encourage you guys. You know your bank account is not yours. Mm. Your car in the parking lot is not yours. Your Come house on. is not yours. Come on. Those are Jesus's, and he's given them to you. Come and on. we get to be generous. That's right. Amen. So when you think about that, get to be generous. And remember, remember that story. Because this young man, Avilio, who's not a believer, hmm. but I've been talking to him for a while. Why aren't you worried? Because my bank account's not my own. So what gas costs me, God already knows, and I don't have to worry about that. Let your giving be a witness. Come on. Um, God, we pray this morning, God. I pray, pray to you to press upon our hearts yes, that our giving is not an act of obligation. God, that when your scripture says to give with a joyful heart, God, God, let us soak in the words of Samuel that, Mm. God, I get to give. Mm. 
who am I that I get to be so generous? God, let that penetrate our hearts, let that penetrate our minds. God, for each and every person here, God, you know finances, you know worries, you know stresses. But God, I pray in this moment, not a someday prayer, not a tomorrow prayer, but in this moment, those concerns, those fears, those doubts, the reasons why we can't, the things the enemy tries to lie to us, those will melt away mm-hmm. simply in the knowledge of you and that you are and what we have is already yours. Mm. God, in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. 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 So, I'm going to butt in before he has a chance. Oh. Because it's announcements time, but we have a special, (laughs) special announcement today. Oh, no. Very special announcement. Not one of those. Because here at Living Stones, we don't do birthdays. We do like birthday, couple of days or birthday week. So it was somebody's birthday yesterday. You guys, you guys. I won't fess up how old he is. I'm not going to sing happy birthday from here because nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) But will everybody just clap and honor him for his birthday? Thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome. We love you. Love you too. And we just want to love on you for your birthday. Thank you, thank you. Well, I want to say thank you to the, there was a group of people who gathered together and and, uh, got me some some gifts and blew my mind what gifts they got. I, I had no idea. And, uh, but uh, they gave me some tools and things like that that I can do some work on my house. So um, I just want to say thank you. You know who you are. Uh, but thank you so much for, for pouring out on me. I just, I just love you so much, and I'm grateful. You know, I got a bunny thing. I love that reference, though, because yeah. you were talking about tools to build the house. Yeah. And just got to say, I don't know why this is random, but you know, that's what we are. You guys are all a bunch of tools. That's right. <laughs> You're all a bunch of tools. <laughs> I've heard that before. To be used. Hoorah. To build God's house and build the kingdom. So completely aside, I don't know why that came up. When Come you leave on. today, go be a tool. Yes. Go be a tool. Fit whatever that looks use. like. Amen. Fit for his use. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, we got some announcements going on, right, Pastor Keith? We got some cool stuff coming up. Um, first off, for the youth, you got the week off. You don't, you don't have to go to youth this week. You get to go hang out and play and hang out with your family for spring break. So we're super excited about that. Um, but... Uh, but the couple's got something fun to do, too. Okay. If you want to see the most ridiculous thing ever, besides and, looking at us right now. I'm going to talk to the guys for a minute. Uh-oh. When's the last time you took your wife out on a date? A real date. I'm not going to make you raise your hands. The ones that aren't looking at their spouse right now. <laughs> and the ones where the wives are looking at their spouse. Right. So Thursday is date night. Date night. No excuses. The youth are, they're, they're going to do child care stuff for us. So sign up for that. It's to help raise money so they can go to camp. So sign up for that on the app so you can go on date night. But we're going to have fun. I'm not going to reveal all of it. But sign up so that you can see what kind of craziness and fun we're going to have. It's going to be a good time. Um, we also have bike day coming up. Does any, do I have, where are my motorcyclists at? Do we have motorcyclists in the house? Oh, we got some motorcycles here. Come on, we got some motorcyclists here. So we're going to have bike day. It's coming up on April 10th. Super excited. Going to be so fun. You, you can ride your unicycle. You could try. You could try. You could try. No, no. But yeah, bring, bring your motorcycle to church day. We're going to have a barbecue afterwards. It's going to be so much fun. Invite your biker friends. They might not come to church otherwise. But they're like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of motorcycles here? Well, I'll, I'll come. Bring those guys to church. After that, we've got a pretty big thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure this Resurrection Sunday is right after that. It is coming, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Easter Sunday. Easter so Sunday. We just got these pretty cards in. 
Oh yeah. my goodness, aren't those cool with all the info on them. So there's a whole bunch in the back. So as you leave today, grab a stack of those, pray over them, and then put them in your neighbors on their door, stuff like that, and just say, hey, I want to invite you to church. I want you to come with me. It's going to be a good time. There's going to be free Easter egg hunt, uh, free family photo ops, and then there's going to be a taco truck there too. So it's going to be so much fun. I'm fired up. And if anybody questions, these guys have a little QR code at the bottom that has the directions to get to yep. the church, the times, all the information. So, yeah, seriously, take them to your neighbors. Get them in um, and I even encourage you, don't just put them in the door. Maybe knock on the door, ring the doorbell, and talk there to them. There you go. Put them there in your you car. Go. You can be at the grocery store. That's right. Because you never know what God's going to do with a little thing like that. That's right. So carry them with you anywhere. Gas Come station. On. Come on. So awesome. Well, who's fired up for today? Are you excited? It's going to be a good day today. <clears throat> Do I have some paper Bible people in the house today? We got paper Bibles? If you got your paper Bible with you, just go like this. You can't get that from an app. Are you with me? That's just, that's just good. That's a good smelling word of God right there. Mm. It's just so good. It's so good. Who, who's got the best looking Bible in the house? We got some good looking ones? Come on. Sarah said she still has it. She's holding the title. Oh, my goodness. So good. So good. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. And we're going to hang out there for a bit. Um, i got some people online. Thank you, Dorothy, for wishing me happy birthday. You're awesome, Dorothy Faragon and Carrie Bush, the Mosiers. Love you all. Thank you all for being online. Let's see if there's anybody over here on this side. Nope, it hasn't updated yet. So if you're watching online, shoot, shoot, a, shoot a little thing in the comment section there. Hopefully I'll see it and uh, we can chat with you while we're, while we're preaching today. All right, so who's in Romans chapter 12? Did you make it? You made it. Good. I'm so glad you made it. Oh, my gosh. Ah, so if, if you didn't make it, download the YouVersion Bible app. YouVersion Bible app. You can, you can actually follow along my notes. Did you know I, I cheated? I put all my notes in there for you? Oh, man. It makes it easy. Go into the YouVersion Bible app. Click on that More button on the ba- bottom right-hand corner. Click on Events and look up Livingstones Church. I got all my notes in there for you. All the links that we've been talking about for different things are in there. Um, so you can get all of that on there. Real simple, real easy. Awesome. Here we go. We're going to get in the word today. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, because, somebody say because, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Oh, here we go. It's going to be a good day at church today. Already a warning. Don't think. Come on, somebody say don't think. See, it's already getting easier, right? Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Verse 4, just as our bodies have many parts and each part a special function, verse 5, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Now who has enjoyed this series so far? The Less Than series. What was your favorite week? Shout it out. Yep, I love all those ones too. Perfect. Now, it's funny, like, I, you know, like, oh, crud, I didn't know there was going to be a test today, right? <laughs> no, but it, it's all good. I, I, you can always go back and listen to them again or send them to somebody. There's so many good things. Um, but this Less Than series, we've been talking about, like, how the world sees people and how things are seen around us and how sometimes those things are considered less than. And I, I love talking about As Dear Children. Who liked that one? Did you like that one? Yeah, As Dear Children. That was a powerful one, right? Where, where you're starting to see like, oh, man, the value that God sees on us, the value that God sees on our kids and the next generation. Well, today 
I want to talk about something that can be a little bit controversial in the church. Anybody like that kind of stuff? Got a few people get fired up about that. The rest of you I'm going to get an email from that's angry. But that's all right. That's all right. But I'm going to talk about women in leadership in the church. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who's the most excited about that topic today? Okay, okay. I just want to see. I, I wanted to see. I wanted to hear. If you didn't invite your wife to church today, this was the day because it's going to be good, all right? And, you know, as what is the role of women according to the Bible? Now, it depends on where you go and what you're going to hear, but I'm going to teach you straight from the Word. Is that okay? You know, we can all have opinions. How many, how many people got an opinion in here? See, if you don't have an opinion, we, we got to pray for you. Are you with me? Goodness, you're like, I don't know if I have an opinion. I got to ask my wife. Do I have an opinion? <laughs> right? Come on, somebody. Right? We have to understand the context of God's word. Now, I've had a lot of conversations with people about this, and not all of them end well, but I'm going to tell you that context means everything. Tell your neighbor, context is everything. Context is everything. Here's the first point this morning. I will, somebody say, I will study God's word in context. Oh, in context context in context because context matters first timothy chapter 2 ladies get ready put your seatbelt on this is not going to feel good for a minute but don't worry it's going to get better okay are you ready verse 11 says women should learn quietly and submissively oh how's that is it feeling you guys were so fired up like two minutes ago Goodness gracious, you were so excited about this message. Women should learn quietly and submissively. Verse 12, this doesn't sound like my wife at all. I just want to tell you, quietly and submissively. Mm. Yeah, not so much. Verse 12, I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Did you know this was in the Bible? Ooh, this stinks, doesn't it? Let them listen quietly. Verse 13. For God made Adam first, and afterward he made Eve, and it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived, and sin was the result. Verse 15, but women will be saved through childbearing. Gosh, it just gets better and better. Assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. Were you fired up about that? You're like, man. Dinner's going to be awesome tonight. Thank you a lot, Pastor. I wish I would have watched online today because I could have switched over to another one right now, you know. But here's the thing. Somebody say context. This section of Scripture is preached a lot to put women in their place. But what we don't look at in this is context. Context. Did you know that that same section of things is not taught to all of the churches? You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul, somebody say Apostle Paul, he's a pretty important guy. He wrote half of the New Testament, depending on where you're at. It's an odd number of, of books in the New Testament, right? He, he wrote at least 13. He may have wrote Hebrews. We don't know the author of Hebrews. So if he wrote Hebrews, then he's, he's over that halfway mark, right, of writing half, half of the New Testament. This is the same guy. So we've got to look in context of what we've got going on here. It's important to note that. Because right here he's writing to Timothy in regards to the church in Ephesus, okay? And the church in Ephesus 
you have to understand what the local culture was there. Are you with me? You still with me? Ladies, are you still mad about what I just read? Okay. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. <clears throat> you're being quiet. You're doing good. You're doing good. This church of Ephesus that we're in today, you're doing good. But the local culture there worshipped women. And so a lot of women took unhealthy authority. Are you with me? So all of a sudden, you go to a place and you're like, oh, that's why. Because if I were to write a letter to somebody who is in another country, it's okay, we're going to make sure they all stick together. Thank you. Thank you for praying. Sarah Sarah is interceding for the stage as I walk on it. Thank you for that. But if I were, if I were to write a letter to another country, let's, let's say we're, we're writing it to Mexico, and I said, hey, listen, you've you know, you got to feed the people. And it, when you feed the people, you're going to feed them what? Mexican food. Are you with me? Tacos, burritos, because they're delicious, right? Are you with me? Now, some, now this is your pastor, all right? This is, this is me. I'm not that bright. Are you with me? Because, because we went a couple cities over to reach people, and the primary people that lived there were of Hispanic descent. And I went there with hot dogs and hamburgers. Because I love hot dogs and hamburgers. Are you with me? I was like, we're going to go and feed the people. It's going to be. Nobody came over to eat my hot dogs and hamburgers. I didn't understand. I went, I went to one of the evangelist guys, and I was like, hey, I was trying to reach the people in this area. They need help. They need people to come and love on them. What do I do? I don't understand. And he's like, what did you try? I said, hot dogs and hamburgers. He said, but they don't eat hot dogs and hamburgers. I'm like, oh, you're right. I didn't, I didn't think of that. He's like, what would they eat? Tacos? Oh, I didn't. Why didn't I bring tacos? What was wrong? You know, so here's, here's the thing. While Paul is talking to Timothy about the church in Ephesus, He's talking to them specifically about this issue because they're having an issue with the ladies in that area because there's a specific culture in that area. And the, the, the culture of that area, the, the ladies would interrupt right in the middle of service. They, they'd start listening to different doctrines that are being taught in the area going, oh, that sounds good. I kind of like this guy. I like the way he preaches. That's the, I might not be Jesus, but I, I kind of like it. So they started teaching different things, all kinds of different doctrines. Any wind of doctrine does sound familiar to anybody. All of a sudden, it just didn't matter. So Paul had to write to Timothy and say, listen, if we're going to establish the church of Jesus Christ in this area, here's some things you need to do. Are you hearing me? Somebody still excited? Just want to make sure. Because we wanted to make sure that these, these ladies weren't interrupting, that they weren't teaching the wrong things, that they weren't teaching false doctrine. We needed to make sure that these things were in place. Here's point number two. Are we getting somewhere? We will seek God's will for our lives. We will seek God's will for our lives. This is why I think this is so important. Now, I've sat down with people, and they're like, nope, pastor, it clearly says that women shouldn't teach men. That's interesting, because if we start reading the rest of the stuff that, that Paul wrote, there's plenty of women that were teaching men. That's interesting, right? Now, some of you are going to take this back to your old church, and they're going to be angry when you tell them these things. Because you learned something. You didn't just go based off tradition of what, what you've always been told. But you actually read your Bible in context. Goodness gracious, who, who would have thought of such a thing? I will seek God's will for our lives. Galatians, Paul also wrote this one. Are you with me? Galatians 3, verse 26. For you are all, somebody say all, all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 27. 
And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Verse 28. There is no longer Jew or Gentile. Come on. Is anybody still with me? There's no longer Jew or Gentile. Slave or free. Male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Why would Paul write one thing over here, and then he would say another thing over here? Context. 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 Ladies, and everybody in here, really. Ladies, though, I'm, I'm being specific to you. I was specific to children a couple weeks ago, and you know we're, we're getting around the bend here. And I've got one more week. Can you guys go one more week on this series next week? Can we do one more week? Because I'm going to do one more week, and it's going to be a fired-up week. You're going to want to bring your friends for that one. We'll do one more week in there. But he was writing one thing to this church in Ephesus and all these other things to the church in Galatia. There's no, not man or woman. You're all children of God. You're equal, and you should act as such. Interesting. I mean, Jew and Gentile, you want to make some people mad in that day. Hello. We're going to make equal with Jews and Gentiles? You've got to understand how much that would upset the Jewish community. No, we're the chosen people, not them. Hello. Hello. Listen, the, the, Bible, the Bible is so clear on these things. As you read through it and you start to understand it and you start to look in context, then you start to see that fullness. It just blows my mind that this guy who wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament would be so contradictory of himself. See, I told you, those, those Christians, they're always contradicting themselves. Context, context. Romans 16, verse 1. I'm, I'm going to go through just a little bit of this, but I would, I would tell you, go ahead and read that whole chapter of, 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 of Romans 16. I'm going to read some of this to you, and I'm going to mess up some of these words. Are you ready? We're going to mess them up together. Are you gonna, we going to do this? Let's do this. Verse 1, 16, verse 1. I commend you, our sister Phoebe, our sister, why is he talking about sisters? Goodness gracious, women can't be leaders in the church. You already said that. Who is a deacon? Oh, is she's a deacon in the church? Man, why didn't we take this out of the Bible so that it would make our theology make more sense? Hello, hello. A deacon in the church in Centuria. There, I messed up the first word. Verse 2, welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor. Hello, hello, welcome her. He started this whole thing right here with Phoebe. Welcome her as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs. That doesn't sound like a follower. That doesn't sound like a quiet person. That doesn't sound like somebody who's just being silent and listening. That doesn't sound like somebody who is, he didn't say, all the ladies, welcome Phoebe. And do whatever she needs. Because women are only allowed to teach women. Hmm. Is this messing with anybody's theology this morning? I see some angry people out there. Like, You're like, oh, I'm not going to cross my arms anymore. It's just a habit, Pastor. I didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> Help her in whatever she needs. For she has been helpful to many and especially to me. Paul has reverence and respect for Phoebe. Come on, somebody. 
Verse 3, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. Verse 4, in fact, they once risked their lives for me. Why didn't he just talk about Aquila instead of Priscilla also? It's interesting. I am thankful to them, and so are all the Gentile churches. Verse 5, also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. So they're church leaders, church planters. That's interesting. Interesting, interesting. Is this blowing anybody's mind this morning? Have you ever been taught this before? I hope some of you have, goodness gracious, because you've got to learn the truth that's in the Bible. Greet my dear friend, Epinetus. I don't know how to say that word, so we're going to call him Epinetus today. He was the first person from the province of Asia to welcome a follower of Christ. Give my greetings to Mary. Not another girl. What is going on here? All these female leaders getting out of their place. Give my greetings to Mary who has worked so hard for your benefit. Verse 7. Greet Andronicus. Here we go, Andronicus. And Junia, my fellow Jews. Junia? She's a Jew? She knows better. She can't do that. My fellow Jews who were in prison with me. They are highly respected among the apostles. Now we're getting crazy. Junia, this lady's an apostle? Like, Like Apostle Paul? Like that kind of apostle? Like builds the church? Like the person who comes in and engineers how the church is going to be built? Oh, it's so quiet today. It's so quiet today. I had the team pray for me. I said, hey, this message is going to be a little controversial today. I need you guys to pray while you're setting up. Because I knew that this was going to be hard to hear for some. But important. It's going to set some people free. My fellow Jews were in prison with me. They are highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ before I did. Paul gives Junia and Andronicus respect. Verse 8, greet Ampliitis. It sounds like something that happened when you had like an athlete's foot. My dear friend in the Lord. Verse 9, greet Urbanus. That doesn't sound good either. Our co-worker in Christ and my dear friend, Stachius. I'm going to stop with all the crazy names. It's just going to mess me up too much. Does that mess you up as much as it messes me up? Listen, if you read through that whole section of Scripture... You will find that Paul honors nine women as leaders in the church alongside 17 men. That means that of the people that he chose to honor, nine out of 17, one-third of the leaders were women. This doesn't sound like the same guy that was writing that they should be quiet. Stop your talking. Stop your yapping. Sit there and and take it. Are you with me? This doesn't sound like the same thing. This is in your Bible. But it's not popular to teach. It's not popular to teach. You know, I was was praying this morning and I felt like God said, don't be popular. Have purpose. Don't be popular. Have purpose. Listen, I'm I'm not up here doing women's liberty. I'm not talking about like women are better than men. No, I'm putting them into context. That if there is a woman who is gifted, her gifts should be used just like his gifts. Are you with me? There's an equality that comes with that. 
When you meet somebody who knows what they're doing, you give them the honor of letting them do it. Are you with me? There's people in this church. Now, how many, how many professionals do I have in here? You have a career. You have a profession. Could I do your profession? Thank you. I have some honest people. I have a few honest people that said, probably not. Probably not. I mean, let me ask you, could, could you do my profession? I've got a few people that are like, probably not. Some people are like, I could do it better than you, Pastor. Well, get up here. Come on. Are you with me? But here's the thing. Listen. You give honor where honor is due. You see, we got to go back to that, that first scripture that we read in Romans 12 where he talked about there's different parts of the body. If we, if we snuffed out, how, how many women are there in compared to men in the world? At least 50%, if not 51, 52, 53, because they, I don't know, they just take over. Are you with me? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But there, let's just say 50% to be fair, okay? It's, pro- it's more than 50%, but let's say 50% to be fair. You're going to snuff out 50% of, the God, of God's gifts in the world. Who suffers at that point? Everybody. The church suffers. Listen, I know, I know there are ladies in this room who have felt the call of the Lord on your heart to do something, to speak, to move. And I know you've been stuffed down because of those scriptures right there. Women aren't supposed to teach men. I've had people in my church that when I have a lady up here preaching who would go outside and sit outside and wait until she was done because they didn't believe that. Are you with me? Context is so important. It's so important. Because if I wrote to to a church in Mexico saying, hey, make sure you have lots of tacos available. And then we went to a church out in Asia and they were like, well, I guess we're supposed to have tacos available for everyone. Context. Context. I was talking to a church in Mexico. Ding dong. Are you with me? Context. Is this hard today? Are we doing good? We're doing all right? Good. Because listen, I might be talking about ladies, but I'm also talking about everybody. Because if you've been disqualified in any way, the only one who can disqualify you would be Jesus. And he says, hey, I created you to be great. The head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I created you for great things. From the beginnings of the earth, I thought of you. It's interesting how the world can oppress you and put you in a place that makes you think that you're less than. When God said, no, that's not how I created you. Are you with me? Oh, man, I hope this goes okay today. I might have to have the worship team come up early. (laughs) Because I can feel it already. I can feel it already. Of those nine ladies, there was a deacon, an apostle, missionaries, preachers, patrons, leaders, and possibly even prisoners for the gospel. This is how much Paul respected these nine ladies. Now, I'm not taking credit away from the 17 men. Are you with me? These are children of God. Are you with me? All of a sudden, when you stop looking at somebody based on what you see on the outside, and you start to see them the way that Jesus sees them, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my daughter whom I've sent you. Are you with me? 
All of a sudden, when you start to see yourself the way that God sees you, you can walk in power and authority. Power and authority. Doesn't matter what color your skin is. Doesn't matter what the world has put a label on you when you when you came out of your mother's womb. Oh, you were born out of wedlock. That was me. That's my mom. She's right here. You're welcome. <laughs> Sinner saved by grace right on the front row. Come on. Hey, God can use whoever he wants. All things come together for good for those that love the Lord and seek after his purposes. Are you with me? I know that when I was born, my mom wasn't thinking, that guy's going to stand in front of people and shout at them and spit on them. And all these no, she wasn't thinking that. But God had a plan. And God made you a man or he made you a woman. But he made you with purpose. That's the difference, right? Oh, well, I was born a woman, so I guess I'm just, I'm just less than. Are you with me? Or I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Or I was born out of wedlock. Or whatever the, whatever the stigma or stamp that the world has put on you that makes you say, I'm disqualified, was not the stamp that God put on you. When he said, I want my son to go to the cross because I can't stand a heaven without you in it. He came that none should perish. Somebody say none. I don't know how God is okay with these words like all and none. Like there's a lot of gray area, Lord, I'm just telling you. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. He said he loves you. He created you with a purpose. Are you with me? And so when you start to see that purpose, I, I want to come in this morning, I want to take some shame off of some people. I think some people need to hear shame off you. Because you're worth it and you're worthy. Not because you're awesome, not because of, of your stature, not because of the, the house you grew up in. You're worthy because his blood says that you're worthy. Does that make sense? None of us is better than anybody else. None of us is 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 more important than anybody else. He gives his gifts to all of his body. I pray, I pray you find someone in leadership that understands that and stays in a place of humility. Because I've always told our church and our leaders, hey, if somebody else comes that's more qualified that God says they're supposed to be the pastor of this church, I will willingly step down. Because God said, are you with me? When it's not so much about you, Hello, you know why these things offend people? Because it's about them. It's about them. It's about you. When things become about you is why you get offended. I, I love unoffendable people because they don't care. They're like, no, I'm, it's all about Jesus. It's not about me. You can say whatever you want. The Bible says don't argue with an idiot, and I think you might qualify. <laughs> right? So all of a sudden we start to put our focus on Jesus to see what he has and what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And we put our hearts and we direct them towards his. Because all of a sudden when we start praying for somebody not by, based on their gender, based on, based on where they grew up at. I know these things make everybody nervous, don't they? It's all right. I've, I've got a praying church. If I break something, it'll be fixed like, it'll be awesome. Lord, do what you want to do. Do it how you want to do it. You're not less than. Come on, tell your neighbor you're not less than. 
Do you mean it? Do you mean it? How about you say it to yourself, I'm not less than. I'm not less than. You're important in the kingdom of God. And I don't know who has stuffed something down your throat that made you think otherwise. But that's wrong. And listen, I want to take a moment, because I know there's a lot of pastors, preachers, priests, people who have put things on you and said things about you that isn't what God said. And I want to take that, if you'll let me, take a moment to stand in that position and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the church did that to you. I'm sorry that that leader treated you that way. I'm sorry that they said that thing. I'm sorry that they were hypocrites. I'm sorry. Because listen, I'm not any better than any of them. You hear me? If I were to sit and judge somebody because they missed the mark, I know that I'm looking at a man in the mirror every single day who misses the mark. So I'm not here to judge those pastors, but I do want to apologize on their behalf. Because as a human man or a human woman, they messed up. They missed God. They missed what God was saying. Because when God said, hey, here's my daughter, here's my son, take care of him, they went, they don't look the way I want them to look. That's not quite the leader I was asking for, God. I, I, was, asking for, I was asking for a youth leader, but I don't know if she qualifies. I was, I was asking for an associate pastor, but I'm, I'm just not sure that person from that side of the fence, I, I don't know. Our human vernacular misses it. We miss it. We miss it. So I want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the church missing it. I think there's some healing that has to happen. Because if you're going to walk in the fullness that God's called you to, you got to let go of that old label that you had. Some labels need to be sitting at the, at the altar today. All these different labels. You can't because you're a woman. You can't because you're, you're poor. You can't because you're this color or that color. You can't because you're not educated enough. You're not less than. Here's point number three. We are not less than, but called to greatness in God. Come on, write that down. I am not less than. I am called to greatness in God. Let's go back to Romans 12. This is important, you guys. It's important. There's so much. If you want to learn more about women in ministry, I'm barely scratching the surface. Barely, not even scratching the surface. I basically just said a statement. But there's so much you can learn if you want to dive in and understand what God's Word says about that. If you want to know your value. Just because the world said you're a woman and you're disqualified, they're wrong. They're wrong. It doesn't make you any more qualified than a man. But I tell you what, it doesn't make you any less qualified. You get me? Come on. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. In His grace. Somebody say, in His grace. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Verse 7, if your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you are a teacher, come on somebody, teach well. Verse 8, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. 
If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, here's a, here's a hard word to swallow. Take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Verse 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Verse 10. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. You're different than me. I honor you for that. Paul was sitting here talking about these nine women and 17 men. And he honored them for what they did for the kingdom. Whether it was as a deacon, an apostle, whatever level of leadership that they took, or they went to prison for the gospel. I know a lot of men who don't have the <laughs> to do the same. When Pastor Keith was standing up here and he said, hey, Take it a step further and knock on somebody's door and invite them to church on Easter Sunday. Most of us, because I know that statistically, most of us, our stomachs went into our chest. Because we're like, I don't know if I'd have the right thing to say. What if they cuss at me? What if they get angry? What if they ask me a Bible question that I don't know the answer to? Are you with me? Who qualifies you? Does that person qualify you? The person that you're trying to reach that refuses the life raft, does that person qualify you? Listen, does this person qualify you? I don't qualify you. He qualifies you. He qualifies you. He says that you're more than a conqueror. He says that, not me. I could tell you that till I'm blue in the face. You don't need to believe it. But when he says it, it's time to listen up. Wait, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. When I seek first the kingdom, all will be added. When I'm seeking after his heart and his ways, I'll see God move in my life. What if, what if the church messes up again? What if, what if the church tells me something that's not true? Listen, I know I've probably preached a verse or two where I've been out of context. And I don't mind when somebody comes up and says, Pastor, I think you read that wrong. Because I have to grow too. Are you with me? But let's be willing to grow. Let's be willing to grow. Oh, but I've heard this same thing for 20, 30 years. Women can't be pastors. Well, we have pastors that are women on this in this church because that's what God's word shows. I mean, if I wanted to be religious about it and be weird about it, I'd have to make sure at least one third of them were women. If I'm gonna honor them right, but we're not being weird, are we? We're going to make sure that we, we honor the gift that is put inside of Catherine. We're going to honor the gift that's put inside of these guys. We're going to honor the gift inside of every single person. See, when God gave us the vision to be Living Stones Church, it's to see that every single person, person is a precious stone. And if God builds his church on living stones, then we need to make sure that we, when they come in, dust them off, polish them up, see what they're made of, and put them in the right place where God intended them to be. Are you with me? Now listen, there might be some in context where we have to say, be quiet and sit still. You don't need to talk. You need to listen. Are you with me? 
because we got people like that in the world. I'm not saying it's time for everybody to start preaching from their chair right now. That would create chaos. But it doesn't mean that you weren't called to be a preacher just because you're shy. This guy was shy. My mom. My dad. This guy was shy. This guy was shy. Whatever the world tries to qualify you as, Jesus gets the last word. He says, I know what they've said about you. I know all the things that you've done. I know where you've screwed up. I know when you've screwed up and no one else knows. But I still called you qualified. I still said that I wanted my son to go to the cross for you. That was my decision. Nobody else's. These other people, they didn't earn their right to heaven. It was Jesus who earned their right to heaven. Are you with me? The only one who qualifies and disqualifies is God. He loves you. And he sees you. And he knows there's purpose in your life. And he knows there's more to be had. Shame off you. Shame off you. Shame off you. You are not the sin that was committed against you. Some of some people in here were taken advantage of by someone who may have seemed more powerful at the moment. Listen, I know this hits people specifically. that made you feel violated that made you feel less than that made you think that you could never have real love but I want you to know that Jesus was not okay with it either he's coming here today to sit with you and say shame off you shame off you that, that person's sin was not your fault you are still a beautiful person and that person who messed up, they're just broken people. If you forgive them, I know that's a hard thing. Forgive them? You know what they did to me? If you forgive them, you will be set free. You will be set free. Because all of a sudden, it not, has nothing to do with me. I can let go of that. And I, I say, you know what, Father, forgive them, just like Jesus said. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This person was acting in their flesh. This person was being selfish. This person was being the jacked up human being. But God, I forgive them. And Lord, I want you to redefine me. The world says that I'm less than. But who do you say that I am? Amen? Amen? Is this hitting anybody this morning? Is anybody going to go study out women in ministry a little bit more? I hope so. I hope so. And I hope that we have some people that will step up. Now, don't be afraid. We're, like, one of the things I hate, this is just my personal thing. Are you ready for personal stuff? One of the things I hate is when we go from one extreme to the other. Are you with me? And I'm, I'm so guilty of it, I can't, even, I can't even shake the stick at it. But we go from one extreme to the other. Well, women can't be in ministry. Okay, well, now we need women to be in ministry. You, you, you're qualified. You come, you come. Hey, we want to prove to the world that we let women in ministry. I hate that. I hate that. You know why I hate that? Because it's not real. You are pretending. You're putting a Band-Aid over a real issue. The real issue is, who does God say that you are? It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. I want to know, who does God say that you are? Let's spend some time in prayer. Let's sit together. Let's discover who God says that you are. Because if he says that you're something, 
I can't say different. Are you with me? I'm not looking for more women to be pastors. I'm looking for more people to be ministers. Ministers of the gospel. Where all of a sudden when somebody says, hey, we're going to go knock on somebody's door to tell them Jesus loves them. Instead of your stomach going into your chest, you start getting butterflies and getting excited. Whose life is going to get changed? I'm no longer afraid. I'm not afraid of who's going to judge me because I'm just as jacked up as the person I'm about to talk to. Are you with me? All of a sudden we take off these facades of what the world says that we're supposed to be. You know the world has a vision for what the church is? A bunch of scaredy cats pretending. I'm sick of it. I don't know if you are. But let's stop being that. Let's stop being that. Let's all sit at the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, who do you say that I am? And I almost can guarantee that every person in this room thought less of themselves than what Jesus thinks of them. And if we sat there with him and said, God, who do you say that I am? You know, when you might start answering questions differently. So what do you do? Who are you? What are, what do you, well, who, who am I? Tell me about yourself. Oh, well, you know, um, I, I'm a contractor. Is that who Jesus said you are? Well, I, 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 work, at, I work at a, cares where you work. Who are you? And if you don't know the answer to that, that's okay. Most of us don't. Sit at the feet of Jesus and ask him, who do you say that I am, Lord? My parents said I was this. My school said I was that. My work said I was that. My oppressor said I was this. I didn't ask who all those people said that you are. Who did your creator make you to be? Now, I know a lot of us, if we ask that question, we might be afraid of what the answer might be. I, I like having my mom and dad here because they can attest of the true statements that I say. Because I was a shy, introverted kid. Kept to myself. Nervous about what people would say. I couldn't stand presentation day. Because presentation day was scary. I would... My stomach would go up in my chest. I would get sick. Mom, I'm sick. I can't go to school today. She could ask, is it presentation day? Yeah, it's presentation day. You're going to go to school. You're okay. Because I didn't want to stand in front of people. I was so scared, I'd shake. But when I started to stop seeing what the world saw in me or what I maybe even saw in myself due to circumstances, being shy, I started to ask God, who do you say that I am? And he said, just say yes to everything I put in front of you. Everything? Yeah. You guys remember when when, uh, I got asked by my youth pastor to come and serve at spring break? Got spring break happening this week? Anybody excited about spring break? I had my youth pastor say, hey, we're going to go serve these kids at camp. I'm like, What? I remember going home. I'm like, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to go serve at camp. If anything, I want to go to camp, right? Like, I want to go and be at camp and have fun. Serve at camp? Like, who signs up for these kinds of things? And I remember getting to church. As God was working on my heart as a teenager. I remember getting to church. Practiced all week long how I was going to say no. How we had family things going on. And 
I'm going to be busy. My, my family, we're all going out to do stuff for spring break, and I just won't be able to make it. Sorry, Pastor. And when I got up to him, and he said, hey, so are you going to come and serve with us? And what came out of my mouth was yes. And I went, oh, crap. And I went and told my parents I had just committed to go and serve at this camp and wash dishes. And they're like, okay. But I remember that time, I was washing dishes I started praising the Lord while I was washing dishes just started singing started singing worship songs while I'm washing dishes just full of joy while I'm washing dishes come on and I remember somebody hearing me singing in the in the dishwashing room they're like who is that next week they said hey would you like to sing on the worship team and I was like yes because God said say yes so I don't know what's going to happen but I'll say yes start singing on the worship team I remember being asked on a, on a Wednesday afternoon because my, my youth pastor wasn't feeling well he said hey will you preach a message tonight this is the introverted kid sitting in the back with an orange and blue mohawk I'm sitting back there I, I would leave church I, hey you guys in the back row you stole my seat that's where I would sit because like, as soon as they'd say okay we're all done today let's pray I was gone because I didn't want nobody to talk to me are you with me? <sighs> she said yes yes I went and preached that message I stood in front of all those other kids where I was scared to death just to do presentation day for five minutes and talk about whatever was happening on Jupiter and all these things but here we are reading the word of God sharing with people, just going, yes, Lord, if that's who you say that I am. Yes, Lord, if that's who you say that I am. Join the Marine Corps. Yes, Lord, if that's who you say that I am. Listen, God will take you on a journey where you stop looking at how everybody else sees you and you just say yes to him and you watch him do something that's impossible. Impossible. A shy introvert. It's impossible. I've met them. I know them. Didn't the same people say that about Jesus? Isn't that just the carpenter's son? I know him. How many people in the world are looking at you and going, I know them. We drank together. We played games together. We watched inappropriate movies together. I know them. They don't even know them. Most of us don't know ourselves. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Can we all stand to our feet? If you're like me and you're on this journey of self-discovery, trying to figure out who you are, which is probably about everybody in here. If you're on that journey and you're going, hey, I've, I've been walking around with labels and I, I think I should probably get rid of those things. Maybe I, maybe I should look past the label and see what my creator says about me. If that's you this morning, I want you to come up to the front because we're going to leave some labels here today. Just takes one not to be afraid. There you go. That opens the floodgates. Just one. Just one. 
come up here. It's time to put some labels off. Labels like addicted. Labels like broken. Labels like disqualified. Labels like abused. Labels like afraid. Labels like you'll never amount to anything. Labels like you'll be just like your dad. labels today. I don't have to carry that anymore. I don't have to carry that anymore. I don't have to be the man that the world thinks I'm supposed to be. I don't have to be the woman that the world thinks I'm supposed to be. Lord, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Father God, we just thank you for the labels that are falling off right now. Falling off in the name of Jesus. Let your let your anointing oil pour over our body right now and watch those labels fall off. You know, I love, I love citrus oil because you can go and put it on a sticker that's been there forever and you just rub it around just a little bit and all of a sudden that citrus oil just pulls that, that adhesive right off of it. I just feel like the oil of heaven falling on people today. Those, those labels are coming off of you right now. Those labels are no longer who you are. You're not that. You're not addicted. Come on. You are not an addict. Come on. You are, you are not your sexual desires. Come on. Come on now. Let those labels fall off of you right now. Fall off of you right now. Lord Jesus, as these labels fall off of us right now, all over this room, and all over through, through that camera and through the screen that we're watching right now, as those labels fall off of us, God, show us what's underneath. Show us who you define us as. To the world, I might just be a woman, but to you, I might be an apostle. I might be a deacon. I might be a pastor. Come on. I might be an elder. God, I know you've called me to more. You've called us all to be ministers, but what kind? How? Liberate your church, Lord Jesus. Take the labels off this morning. You are not your diagnosis. I almost feel like somebody's always said, well, I'm a cancer survivor, I'm a cancer survivor, I'm a cancer survivor. Listen, that's not who you are. It's just what you've been through. Who you are is a powerful woman of God. Who you are is a powerful man of God. You are not what you've been through. You are not a victim. Come on. Thank you, Lord, right now that we are not less than. That we were called with a purpose. As long as we have your breath in our lungs, as long as you see it fit to give us breath again tomorrow morning, we will walk with that breath with purpose. Use that breath for your purpose, for your glory. Just shake that stuff off right now. Just shake it off. Shake it off. You don't have to carry that stuff anymore. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. If you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, 
I want to introduce you to my best friend. He's a friend that never leaves me. No matter how many times I mess up, no matter how many times I might leave him behind, he's always there for me. He loves me anyways in all my faults and all my humanity. Even when I'm not going after the call that he had for me, he still loves me. He's still calling me back. If you're here this morning, you're like, I want a relationship with God like that. I don't need another church service to go to. I want a real relationship with God where he speaks to me, speaks through me, uses my life for something good, can use all my past for something good. Use me, Lord. Show me who you created me to be. If that's you this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand for me. Say, hey, I relate to that. That's me. I want that. Is anybody here in person? Yeah, I see your hand, brother. I see your hand too, brother. New things happening right now. Labels falling off. Purpose being ignited. Here we go. Come on. Come on. If you're watching online, if that's you, you're like, hey, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to have a real relationship with God. If that's you, I want you to pray something like this. Just say, dear Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me that I could be free with you forever. Thank you for seeing me as something more valuable than the world sees me, as something more valuable than I see myself. So valuable that you would give your life for me. God, I submit my life to you today. And I thank you for your redefinition. Lord, I thank you for context today to show me more of who I am, who you created me to be as the church, as your follower, as your child. God, I commit my life to you from this day forward. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout this morning. Lift up a shout this morning. Some of you, this is the weirdest church service you've ever been to. Welcome home. Because it's only going to get more weird from here. Because God is good. And he doesn't make sense to us all the time. Most of the time. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you to walk in purpose. I'm excited for you to walk outside of this stuff. Listen, whatever your theology is on that, if you want to have deeper conversations, then let's have deeper conversations. Not afraid of deeper conversations. Neither should you be. It's not a debate. God's word gets the last say. Amen? I spent a lot of years wasted debating people. I can ask my parents about that too. A lot of wasted years. When we just go straight back to the word and what God said, look at the context, understand the history, really study the word, oh, you're going to be set free. You'll be on fire. Are you with me? Amen. Love you. Let's worship together for just a moment. Come on.
starting today for those of you that came up here and those of you that were too scared and stayed in your chairs I still I don't want you to pick those labels back up as you leave leave them here I talked to the janitor he's going to sweep them up put them in the dumpster where they belong are you with me I got some good news today spring breaks next week so we don't have to tear down church We'll take every week that we can of that, right? It's a lot of work to build the church, but it's an honor to build the church. God's word says that if you're faithful to build my church, I'm faithful to build your home. Build my house, I'll build your house. Come on. Let's live in that faithfulness, live in that goodness. So take your time. Enjoy one another. Talk to some people. Meet somebody in here that you haven't met yet. Ask them if they're going to date night and say, hey, I'm going to go. Let's do this thing. It's going to be so fun. Grab some of those Easter cards on your way out. At least 10. Go, Lord, I'm believing. I'm going to reach 10 people. Have their lives changed forever. Amen? All right, we love you. Have a great week. We'll see you later.